0: What's the difference between white privilege or white supremacy? So let's start by defining white supremacy. White supremacy is a term used to characterise various belief systems, central to which are one or more of the following key tenets. 1. Whites should have dominance over people of other backgrounds, especially where they may coexist. 2. Whites should live by themselves in a whites only society. 3. White people have their own culture that is superior to other cultures. 4. White people are genetically superior. So, a white supremacist believes whites should be and are better than any other race. You would expect a white supremacist to not only believe but expect to see whites in positions of power. To be better educated, have fewer negative interactions with police compared to one of the race. You did expect a white person to be wealthier, healthier, more likely own their own homes, come from stable, God-fearing families, live in affluent areas, speak with proper grammar, all-round better human being. To further understand the mindset of a white supremacist, here's a clip of Richard Spencer speaking to journalist Gary Young. You want to create a nation of white people, dispossessed white people, is that right?
1: So the say is an ideal that it would be a state for all people of the white race. It would be our homeland, it would be our safe space. And um, Africans have benefited from their experience with white supremacy. And we just have to look at the Really? Lifesta- I'm just yeah. going to leave that out there. I'm just going to leave that out. You know, that is not even worth challenging. You have that it. Africans have lifesta- Look at the average, look at the average life of an African-American in the United States. It's far better than any African living in Africa. Really? So slavery was good for them. I, it, look, they benefited from being in a different nation than their own, no doubt. Really? No really? doubt. How can you deny that? Sorry? How can you deny it's such it's an obvious It's such fact. a ridiculous
0: How notion. How is it ridiculous? Such ever
1: for a second considered that if they were able to stay in the countries where they were born and lived and weren't forcibly removed, that those continents might be in a better state now? I seriously doubt that. So yeah. you're, you, you're really proud of your racism, aren't you? You're really proud I'm to be proud a bigot. I'm proud to be a white man. You're proud to. That's different from being proud if to be Africans a bigot. If Africans had never existed, world history would be ex- almost exactly the same as it is today. Yeah, you just Because keep we saying, are the genius that drives it. You know, I How do you deny that? Sorry? How can you really deny that? You're talking nonsense. How am I talking nonsense? You'll if never that... be an Englishman.
0: His belief is that history has shown whites to be the creator of prosperity in the world. A white supremacist would tell you that being white doesn't mean your life is easy, it doesn't mean you don't get poor whites or sick whites, but regardless, the worst of the whites is better off than any other race. Now let's talk about white privilege. The Merriam-Webster defines white privilege as a set of social and economic advantages that white people have by the virtue of their race. White privilege is a concept that highlights the unfair societal advantages that white people have over non-white people. It is something that is pervasive throughout society and exists in all of the major systems and institutions that operate in society. Critics of white privilege will often say, just because I'm white, doesn't mean my life is easy. Having white privilege doesn't make your life easy, however, other races have a much harder life than they should have purely because of their race. So the difficulties a white person might encounter is not because of their race, whereas the difficulty a black person encounters is likely due to their race.
1: Well, well, you, well tell me, what do you mean? What, what tools do I have? Actually, the tool that you have is so powerful, you're probably not even aware of it. It's your privilege. That's what it is. I shouldn't have made you guess. Privilege. My privilege. Right. Right. Well, let, let's pretend as an exercise that I I don't 100% know what that means, but I do know that when I hear it, it makes me feel bad. It's perfectly normal to feel a little bit guilty talking about privilege, but if it helps, having privilege isn't your fault. It's something you inherited, not something you did wrong. Ah, no, well, that's the thing, you see. This is, no, I, I didn't inherit anything. Like, I didn't grow up in a wealthy home, do you know what I mean? We used to go camping in Bournemouth You know, I'm not privileged in any way. I'm so happy you brought that up. One of the biggest misconceptions about privilege is that saying you have it is saying you have an easy life or that you had it easy growing up. It doesn't mean that. What privilege does mean, specifically white privilege, is that your skin color didn't make your life more challenging. Right, I I hear what you're saying, but the thought that I have white privilege makes me feel really bad it it doesn't have i feel to. bad it's okay it's man. made me i'm feeling bad oh i hate racism i hate I racism let's try to keep going <laughs> because there's so many helpful things that you can do with your privilege but like what recognizing it is a huge step and now that you recognized it you can use it to fight for a more just society i can Yes, you can use your privilege to speak up on behalf of people of color in big ways and small ways. Big ways like fighting for social justice in areas like education, healthcare, and housing, and smaller ways like listening to people of color, especially when we talk about racism, without making it about your feelings.
0: Kendi Andrews is a professor of Black Studies at Birmingham City University and leads the Black Studies Association. Cain Day defines white privilege as the benefits that you get from being white. If you're an ethnic minority, there are certain disadvantages you have. For example, it's a fact that you're more likely to be employed. And Professor Andrews. According to Professor Andrews, the term white privilege was first used by a black American writer called W.E.B. Du Bois in 1935. Professor Andrew says, even if you're poor and not doing the best in society, there's still this benefit you get from being white. White privilege means as a white person, you will have advantages and benefits because of your skin colour, something that you cannot control. My question would be, what would be the point trying? That's the argument a white supremacist would make. In fact that is what they believe. Whites are better simply because it's how they were born, so why would a black person even try to match a white person? When someone says, your life hasn't been harder because of your skin colour, to the non-white on the face of it, that sounds like a supportive statement, however, I would suggest it's extremely dehumanising infantilizing and patronizing. He suggests that you have no power over your own destiny, nor can you acquire the necessary skill to overcome. Most importantly, they are tacitly admitting that whites have so much power over your life, only they can decide who makes it. So let me ask again, what's the difference between white supremacy and white privilege? Proponents of white privilege can argue of key differences in theory, but the important thing for me is how you apply both theories in practice. If you were to take on and believe white privilege or white supremacy, how will those beliefs affect your actions, the way you treat other races when you encounter them? A white supremacist, because of their worldview, will look at a black man, believe that because of their skin they are better than him, they can make certain assumptions about that black man's life as a result. For example, they can assume he doesn't speak right, he's more likely to be involved in crime, doesn't have a job because he's not clever enough to get one, comes from a broken home and is generally poorer. If you were to take on the belief of white privilege and you met a black man, you might believe because of your white privilege you've got certain benefits over them and make certain assumptions about that black man's life as a result. For example, you can believe your privilege means you're likely to speak better English or better grammar, that they're more likely to be involved in crime, more likely not to have a job, more likely to come from a broken home and more likely to be poorer. When I compare James Corden's video with Richard Spencer, I see two people who believe the same thing. Their worldview, in practice results in the same thing. The only difference is Richard Spencer is proud of his superiority James Corden feels bad about his. So as a result, the way they treat different races might be different on the, on the face of it, but the meaning behind their actions are the same. A white privilege proponent might call for the defunding of police. Affirmative action, wage increase to non-whites, but that doesn't stop it from being born out of the belief that whites are better or have it better because of inherited character traits. As reported by Glenn Greenwald, due to shortages of monoclonal antibody treatments for COVID, New York determined that an individual must meet the conditions to be eligible for treatment. The city of New York believed that just because you weren't white, you were more likely to have poor health and underlying condition simply because of the race they belonged to. The Mankoto School Board in America voted on a policy that would pay non-white teachers more and place them in work environments based on their race. The upcoming video shows a board member defending the decision.
2: Let's take so I've had um, some conversations with some folks that work in our district, specifically those that would, um, would be a part of the BIPOC community. And I want to um, make a comment, just a comment on some of the things that we've been hearing um, specifically related to this whole idea of um, that we'd be segregating them. Um, they feel isolated um, when they're alone. Um, when you're one of a majority, it, it can be very isolating and, and lonely. To to have a support system in place for them is not to segregate them. It is absolutely to support them. Um, and my biggest fear is that we are going to lose talent because of the um, feeling of being unsupported by those within our district. And so, um, it's it's not about trying to throw um, you know the few individuals we have into one building. It's about showing them that they aren't alone. Um, and I think unless it unless you've been in those shoes and have experienced that, I think we need to trust our um, staff and that they're saying that they're that they're not feeling supported. And so I appreciate us um, taking that step to ensure that they do feel supported um, because it would I, I think it would be a real disservice to our students if we lost that talent.
0: Members of this school board have determined that placing people of color together in a building whilst excluding whites from that building isn't a form of segregation, it's for their own good. It's for their own good that they should be together. It's for their own good You could almost place Richard Spencer in that school board. One of my problems with white privilege is that supporters of the doctrine talk and act like blacks are powerless and can only succeed if whites move aside. They are treated as the child at the bottom of the class in need of special care and unfortunately it does more harm than good in the long term. When you believe that the only way you can succeed is if whites give up their power, you're in fact supporting the idea of white power. So let me ask again, what's the difference between white supremacy and white privilege? Because in my opinion, from what I can see, one is proud of his believed superiority, the other one admits it but acts humbly about it. Perhaps it's this humble nature, this self-sacrificing nature, this feeling sorry for being better than you attitude is why so many non-whites have accepted it. I'm aware, and I agree, that the effects of racism and cruelty from the past still exist. Slaves had no property, no education, no access to basic services, and simply just freeing them didn't make everything better overnight or that they were just allowed into schools, allowed to get jobs and as a result, the children of those poor slaves had massive disadvantages that has left, unfortunately, many of the subsequent generations of blacks, especially in countries like America, in the poorer class. I believe this is what most people refer to as systemic racism. However, I think the word racism suggests intentional actions against another because of their race. Most people living nowadays, especially in western countries, aren't racist. They're just living their life without the intention of trying to harm another. In fact, I would argue most of the institutions are doing a lot to try and correct the imbalances that have been caused by injustices in the past. But looking at non-whites through the lens of white supremacist and white privilege, is not the answer. When you treat someone like they are incapable of being as good as another because of their race, both white supremacy and white privilege make the mistake of neglecting the individual and prejudging them based on their skin colour. I can make an observation about a group based on patterns observed in reality. I can look at London and see the different level of poverty based on race. However, it doesn't mean, the moment I'm in front of a black person, I automatically assume that that black person is poorer or a member of a knife gang. I take the individual case by case, not judge him or prejudge him based on race. If as a black man, I'm already prejudged as less than, then what's the point of trying? All I'm doing is waiting for whites to decide to lower their supposed standards. let me have my turn. The only way I can succeed is to have the white man relinquish his God-given power. Step aside and let me have my turn. And if whites refuse to step aside, the only thing I can do is wait for other whites to use their power or their privilege to make the stubborn whites step aside. Now tell me, isn't this a great advertisement for white power?